Uh, all right, welcome to another edition of Dick's Picks here tonight. We got some heat coming, big opinions. A lot of um, stuff to get to. A lot, 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 lot happened this weekend. Oh, a lot of topics we got to get to tonight. Uh, we'll start off first, though, where Dick was wrong. Terrible Everywhere. college football week. Call it- 0 and 4. Um, Coastal Carolina obviously didn't cover that spread coming off the big win against BYU game. Um, Colorado up 21 10 and then just got dominated by uh, Utah in the second half. That was disappointing. Uh, Missouri, they just stink. They're ranked. Hey, they stink. They're ranked. I thought that game would be closer than it was, too. I mean, it was tied up. Next thing you know, I think George Georgia's been playing better. I'll give them that. Yeah, and then um, the, the worst one was that UCLA game. I mean, they had the cover. I was hoping they almost missed that field goal because then USC got the ball and just throwing it deep downfield, beating them like drums. Terrible beat. They only, need, they only need the field goal, too, and they still went for the touchdown. They said, screw it, we're covering. Yeah, that was bad, folks. Yeah, that made um, that made the bad beat edition last night. Oh, it deserved it. It was a bad um, beat. NFL, I ended up be, uh, being positive. I was right about Tampa Bay. Uh, they did win and cover against Minnesota. I also had Tennessee. I mean, that was a lock, easy bet of the week. Uh, I was wrong about the G-Men. I thought they were going to beat Arizona, but yeah, Arizona that's, that's... really desperate. Needed that win. That game surprised me a lot there. I didn't even see that one coming. I thought the Giants would continue that odd streak. Now now my uh, division, that prediction I thought was going to be one of the best of the best predictions we had. It's not looking so good anymore as the football team's playing well. Yeah, it's really up in the air. Uh, Giants got a tough schedule too, so um, we'll, we'll see about that prediction. But I, I was wrong about the whole NFC, so you can't be any worse than I was. <laughs> and then also um, – what was he? Oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wrong about them. I thought they could bounce against, uh, up in Buffalo. Uh, we'll get into them here soon, too. But the first topic I, I had to hit tonight, been really anxious about it, is the Florida fucking Gators, folks. Fraudulent. Terrible. Um, uh, here's my take about this team the whole season. They ended up uh, beating Georgia. And, you know, I thought, man, this compete with the best um, because Alabama's defense was struggling early in the season. I thought Florida could put up some points, maybe compete in that game. And their, and their defense did play pretty good against Georgia. Um, but that was really the last game Stetson Bennett really started. Um, I really overvalued that win. And I thought they had a chance. And in the last few weeks, you know, I, I kind of stopped talking about it a little bit. Probably yeah, the last You two- still loved them. You still loved them. I still loved them, but I wasn't bringing up that they're going to beat Alabama as much. I still nah. like them, but you're picking them to cover every week, and it just wasn't happening. Yeah, not covering spreads. Uh, this defense might be the worst tackle in football. I mean, it's just cool, um, undisciplined. Um, coach excuse on the sideline. Um, now we'll get to the loss versus LSU. I mean, you just play in that game. You got in the bag for the SC championship. Do that against Coach. Uh, ripping him and thinking that, uh, you know, LSU's down, but. 
you know, they have some really young players, and they'll, they'll be good in the future. I, I believe in uh, Ed Orgeron. Christ, they were starting, what, some true freshman, never even started a game in his life, and he came into the swamp and just beat the shit out of the Gators. I mean, I've been telling you all line, this Florida team's fraudulent, defense is fraudulent, which that's shown. Uh, they're just simply overrated. I, I thought they would still win out and get steamrolled by Alabama, but uh, that loss came a little earlier this week, and I still think they're going to get steamrolled by Alabama again. Oh, for sure. Uh, you're, 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 off the, from, you're off the wagon. I am. I'm, I'm officially off the Florida Gators, folks. Um, that, that loss was awful. I mean, and again, uh, they're going against fifth and sixth string corners. Couldn't beat them. Um, going three and out three times in a row. Coach excuse, um, you know, making um, that excuse about Marco Wilson. That penalty might have been the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. <laughs> In any sport that in a, in a big game that matters, seriously, like it could have come at a worse time. They were gonna fourth down, and they're gonna pump with two minutes left, and he chucked the shoe. Yep, I mean, it's just just horrendous. And, and most likely, they get the ball back, they go down, kick a field goal, and win. But instead, um, that, that penalty led to their loss, and they still had a chance LSU. to tie it to go to overtime. That kicker missed it, but. Yeah, I mean, it was a deep kick. I know he's uh, he's a pretty good kicker, though. It was shorter than the one LSU guy made. I think LSU was 58. His was 52, but that was just bad, folks. Um, pathetic, but I just – Coach excuse on, you know, his press conference. I didn't like anything he said. He's um, always whining and complaining. Yeah, he's always whining, always complaining when he gets beat against A&M. Oh, we need a full crowd down in Florida, A&M. Had it, you fuck. Then you go down to then the next week, next two weeks, you're out with COVID. Well, no shit. It's a fucking global pandemic, folks. You don't ask for a full stadium crowd and then boom, it's that COVID hits you for two weeks and it's canceled. Um, I mean, this guy's just an idiot. And then uh, that loss, he says, Oh, I didn't see the play that he threw his shoe. You know, I really didn't see it. It wasn't our sign. Bullshit. You see that. You take that fucking pussy out of that game. That was bullshit. That's a, that, that's a, you know, and and I look at it like this too because this team is a senior, uh, laden team, senior quarterback. This is your shot to make the playoff, you fuckhead. You fucking take him out and make an example of that. You don't say, "Oh, I, I didn't see it." Bullshit. You run the whole program. Um, it, it was just that really just interview more than anything. And then he said, "Oh, I guess we're rewarding teams with yeah, less yeah, games." But- Bullshit. Ohio just State win. beat them like drums, too, by about two touchdowns. Yeah, just um, win. You don't have to worry about it, Mr. Excuse. Yeah, and not playing Kyle Pitts, I mean, just ridiculous. And the guy I mean, looked great in warm-ups. They said, oh, we want to sit him and all this bullshit. No, you finish it off, and this LSU team, you put them away early, and it's over. You don't mess around and get get down and give up big plays. Just undisciplined penalties. And another thing, it almost made me not a fan of this team moving forward was these stupid celebrations like we hit the uh, Marco Wilson. There was a couple other guys on defense doing that army crawl and all this bullshit. They stink. It beat like drums to a freshman <laughs> quarterback giving up 30 points. I've been telling you. And you're giving up 30 points a game. Yeah, and you're celebrating like you're a fucking star. You stink. Don't do that bullshit. I mean, it was ridiculous, and it, it just – Really angered me, as you can tell, folks. Definitely a Florida Gator fan. But are you, are, after that game, I really questioned my loyalty to this football team. And I actually want to see them get beat like uh, drums against Alabama because they deserve it. 
Um, Coach Excuse deserves it, but making excuses all year long instead of just taking responsibility. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about him moving forward either. But. I was going to ask if you're are you, are you still a fan of Dan Mullen? I mean, you thought he was the savior after uh, Will Muschamp and McElwain come in there and destroyed the program. You thought uh, Mullen was coming in here and uh, bring him back to relevance, but as I've said before, they haven't been relevant since Tebow was there. Yeah, I mean, Mullen's definitely better than those two guys. I'll say that. I think he definitely got to get a D coordinator in there. I mean, that fat fuck, too. He stinks. <laughs> Put your mask up, too, fuckhead. Double chin. Put that thing up. Um, always has it down, yelling. Uh, it's, but they, the thing about that defense, the two things that, that really anger me is, one, they are horrible tackling, but, two, they're never set up. Always pointing and shit. We're, this isn't patrolmen. This isn't. <laughs> Police point traffic and shit. You fucking get set up and play ball. It's ridiculous. This isn't patrolman VG Kush and shit. Get set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I hate to see you so upset, but I had to see it. I mean, it was coming eventually. Just one time or another, they were going to lose one of these games because that defense and the offense. I mean, didn't play well. I mean, LSU's been bad on defense this year too, and they. I mean, thirty points. That's kind of mediocrity for Florida, if you ask me. Yeah, and, you know, Kyle Trask had some really key turnovers in that game, and they still had huge offensive numbers, but just not good enough in the red zone. He might um, have lost the eyes. Costly turnovers. I believe he did. I think Mac Jones will win it. They should play Return of the Mac when he wins the Heisman. Great song. He's fucking Heisman. They're going to beat four like I drums. Know. I don't know. I think, I think the guy he's throwing the ball to is coming to shot the Heisman, too. The stats he's putting up, that Devontae Smith. That's, that's, that's a very good point. He's yeah. he's really easy. He's coming there. on in, yeah. He's making Mac Jones look good, that's for sure. And I and I really think, you know, that was the biggest upset of the year in college football, obviously. But I think um, we're going to transition a little bit to more of the playoff stuff. But I think it's pretty much set in stone as long as Ohio State beats North. Both think they will. Um, you know, Ohio State will get in. Um, I really see Notre Dame and Clemson getting in. <clears throat> Notre Dame. Uh, Clemson beats Notre Dame here. And then um, we'll be Clemson, Ohio State again, uh, first yeah, round in the can't, playoff. Can't, can't wait to see that again. I mean, seems like that's kind of been our arch nemesis there. But uh, I think we need one more shot at him, third time's a charm. And uh, I do think Clemson will win this Saturday against their day pretty handily. We'll get into the picks in our next podcast. But I like to see that happen. And then uh, that'll kind of – I think that'll send Notre Dame down to the four seed. And then I think Alabama names a score against them. Notre Dame's a little fraudulent. No. No big wins, really. They beat Clemson and they didn't have their quarterback. But I think I think Clemson will recover this weekend, and then Alabama will just pound them. Just Brian Kelly's pants will get pulled down, as we like to say here on this podcast. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't think there's really any other teams that can really make a case. I mean, Texas A&M. Oh, we got win a division. We got one team um, that makes a case. Oh, we'll get to that a little bit, too. But um, Florida's obviously done. Big 12, I mean – Iowa State's a good team, but I think they're done too. So, I think I think one team that has a chance. I don't I don't think the committee will give them a chance, but I think a team that could go in and make some noise. The Coastal Carolina Shanta Clears. I mean, this team they've proven it all year, winning games. I mean, what more can they do? I mean, they win games. They schedule opponents two days before a uh, game days. Good teams in BYU and beat them. I mean, I think they've proven themselves. If if Florida beats Alabama. And then some craziness happens. Northwestern beats Ohio State, just all kinds of craziness. I think. Yeah, Notre Dame beats Clemson. Yeah, Notre Dame beats Clemson. I think 
I think you got to throw in Coastal in the four seed and let them let them eat with the big dog and see what they can do. Yeah, I think in that case you probably would have to, but I think it just really reinforces the fact that they should expand this playoff to eight teams and give teams like that a chance. All right, all right. Say Alabama wins, High State wins like we expect. Then Notre Dame beats Clemson. I think that should put Clemson out, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think they'd definitely be maybe, out in that. Maybe, maybe <clears throat> Tulsa beat Cincinnati. If Tulsa beat Cincinnati and Coastal wins, Coastal's in the four seed in that scenario. They get to go play Alabama. And probably will be ugly, but I'll be rooting so hard for the Chanticleers. I, I like seeing pull off maybe the biggest comeback or the biggest upset ever in college football history. College football history, yeah. <laughs> I, I would definitely be one of those, but – I mean, I think this is a year that you should expand. Uh, I agree. Don't have the same number of games. And I agree. Just, too much. Really get no rhythm. Too much unknown. You don't. You don't know a lot about these teams like you normally do. Like normally, you have a thirteen, fourteen game resume to look at there, and you can really have a gauge for teams. But now, Tech High State's only play six games. It's kind of hard to get a feel for some of these teams and where they're at playing. Definitely, it's really hard to uh, to judge based. Sure. Amazing this season, and um, I think that you know this is the best year that they could expand. And I think moving forward, they should. I mean, they just this fourteen playoff really doesn't give any small um, school teams a shot. I mean, it's really. I mean, they they said that when they uh, originally started. Oh, it's going to give small teams a chance. No, it doesn't. Still, the big dogs, big conferences, SEC, ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> big 12. Nope. He's nope, not getting a chance folks. to Pac 12. Irrelevant football. <laughs> Irrelevant football. And I'm going to, and now we're on, I said this. It was 26. That conference ever appear in the playoff until at least 2026. Won the playoff. Irrelevant football. Uh, that bear on college game day always bend it. And it's just. It's bad football. It's not good. They stink. <laughs> I know. I mean, USC's undefeated right now. You're seeing, uh, uh, what's the word? What's seeing their publicity and the, the look they're getting from the committee? They're only, what, they're like 15 or something. So a lot of people are saying if they went out, they might have a chance to sneak in the plow. But I honestly don't see that happening. I think they'll give those small schools like Cincinnati Coastal a chance for to even think about USC. Oh, agree. I mean, they should have two, three losses at this I point. I mean, they already. snuck one out against Arizona State, Arizona, UCLA. I mean, all these wins are sneaking out against teams that just aren't good. Yeah, and I saw the ESPN FPI thing. They put them at fifty percent. Where did you fucking get that stat? <laughs> yeah, from? that's what I, oh, what I was a little confused. They think they have a better chance to make the playoff than a lot of teams. I just don't see it. I mean, I think I think the committee views the American Football Conference as a Power five over the Pac 12 this year. I think the Pac 12 is like one of them group of five schools, if you ask me. American uh, football. I agree. That Pac 12, man, it's just, it's bad football, folks. And they won't be represented for at least 10 years in the playoff, in my opinion. Uh, I wish there was a, had that. Um, but I'm going to guarantee it tonight. It's December 15th of 2020, and we'll have somebody in that playoff to at least 20 and more. Uh, I mean, obviously that's a pretty bold statement, and so it's kind of easy to disagree there. But uh, if I had to pick a team out of the Pac-12 that'll make it in those six years, I'd say I'd say Oregon has the best chance. They they've been a program that's kind of proven themselves, just haven't haven't been great lately. Been through some coaching changes, so 
They made they did win a Rose Bowl last year and were close. They lost that game. Got their pants pulled down by uh, Herm Edwards and company on a Friday night there, right before the Pac-12 championship. But uh, I think that team that team will sneak in one of these years when the Pac-12 comes to more relevance. Yeah, I mean they do recruit well. I'll say that much. Uh, they get some good players in there, but they got to win outside their league in those non-conference games, and they really haven't been able to do it. That's where they really struggle. This year, uh, they really weren't given an opportunity. So, um, but moving forward, they're going to have to win some of those games against SEC opponents, uh, Big Ten, what you know, SEC, uh, ACC, whoever it is. Yeah, this might be crazy, but heck, you might be able to argue the Sun Belt's a better conference than uh, Pac-12 this year with Coastal and uh, Louisiana and uh, Appalachian State. No, there's a couple other good teams in that conference that I think give Pac-12 yeah, Troy, for their Troy's money. a competitive team, too. Troy, Coastal, that Texas State Coastal played, or no, that Troy? I don't remember. Yeah, Troy last week. Yeah, Troy gave them a run for their money. There's Georgia Southern's another good team in that conference. I mean, I think that conference, it might be better in the Pac-12, too. I mean, heck, it might be the seventh best conference in the country. 